Last week, I saw the first glimpse of it. And immediately, I thought that this could be something more national and more global. Last Saturday, I saw the first of the congregations that closed due to the coronavirus. Um, it was a Messianic Jewish congregation in Seattle. Now, Seattle is in sort of the epicenter of where the virus is, is most right now in America. And the township, or the county, I believe, told congregations to close. And I went, this right there can come across America. Towns, states, telling churches to close. And sure enough, this Shabbat, we see it throughout the country. Uh, the governor of Kentucky encouraged all churches to close. In Rhode Island, uh, churches that are, or really any gathering, uh, 250, 250 people or more are being told to shut down. And if you have a nationwide circle of friends on your social media, you've seen what I saw, which is every congregation making an announcement about what they're doing. Many, many congregations have closed today, and many congregations have stayed open today. This is not an issue of lack of faith. This is an issue of congregations doing what they feel is right for their community and to be a good citizen of their state and of this country. A congregation choosing to close down is not a lack of faith. A congregation choosing to close down, it might be excessive, it might be to you excessive. Not holding hands or not hugging might be excessive and it might be excessive. But sometimes it's okay to be a little excessive. It's okay. We're all trying to navigate it. And for those out there who are listening, who are very strong in faith, who are simply not worried about it, remember, it's not for you that we don't hug. It's for others. It's for the ones who are sick. It's for the ones who may be healthy but take care of somebody that's sick. It's not a lack of faith to play a part in this thing. And I want you to know that. And I'm not even guaranteeing that we will meet next week. Warning. Not guaranteeing we will meet next week. It's not a lack of faith to do your part in what the world has taken a part of. It's not a lack of faith. But let's talk about this spiritually. When the congregation in Seattle closed its doors 
last week, I thought immediately, this can come nationwide. And it did. But the only thing, the one thing that I thought of is this, and I still feel very strongly about it. Something like this, where churches are closing down for an indefinite amount of time, can be a true time of testing for the whole body of Messiah. Let me put it this way. Churches are very dependent upon people coming and giving their tithes and giving their offerings. And I know churches are going to do what they can to make sure that people can continue to give online or whatever it is. But if this winds up being something that is more persistent and more long-lasting, people at home are going to stop giving their money. Because if they can't go, what are they giving to? And I pray that this doesn't happen, but this is what came to me. This could be a real time of trial for churches across the country and even around the world. Because not every church is set up for this major, this hip technological online giving. A lot of churches are, are full of more older people who are not as technologically savvy, who don't know how to click on a PayPal account and connect their credit card to it. Many people know how to put an offering in a little bag or a little box. And when a church is dependent upon the income that comes in and without it there could be no church, maybe God is trying to refine all of us. I'm very blessed to be at Mishkan David where we don't need a dime to continue. If we don't meet here, we'll meet in a parking lot. If we can't meet in a parking lot, we'll meet on a driveway. If we can't meet on a driveway, we'll meet in a backyard. If we can't meet in a backyard, we'll meet at a park. At the end of the day, Friday night comes around. Whatever happens in the world, there ain't nothing stopping Friday night from coming. And whatever happens in the world, there ain't nothing that's going to stop Shabbat. And I'm very blessed to be in that congregation, but not every congregation is like that. And this is going to be, I believe, and if it's not this virus, it is a foreshadow of what potentially can come where congregations that are used to having thousands of people are now empty and will be tested to see if they can continue. Now what are you going to do when the money runs out? Now what are you going to do? This can be a time of testing for all of us. It could be a time of shaking for the body of Messiah at large. It could be a time of testing for pastors who potentially can lose their income. And God bless the pastors and rabbis who are bravely shutting down today, knowing that their incomes can decrease from it. God bless them. But if this persists, it can be a time of testing. But here is what I want to say, and I want these words to go across this empty room and into the atmosphere that the congregation of God, the church, the body of Messiah, whatever you want to call it, the people of Messiah, is fed when there's darkness. Amen. 
the people of God, the church of God, the congregation of God rises up when there's darkness. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. They who dwell in darkness, to them light has shined. Isaiah 60 says, arise and shine for your light has come. You know what the problem with light is? In order for it to be seen, you need a little darkness. In order for light to be seen, there must be darkness. Without the darkness, the light just seems it's blending in. But my word to the church worldwide and to everybody here and the 10,000 angels that are listening as well is that this is the time for arising. When tribulation comes, the people of God, the spirit of God is activated. Is activated. And we all walk in the in the in between, you know, in between. We got one foot in the world and we got one foot in the spirit of God, in the in the kingdom of God. But I tell you, if it's not this, it's coming soon. The day is coming when the people of God will take hold of the scriptures that I will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Isn't it interesting? We're in a day where it's like, don't lay hands. Don't lay hands. And all right, we're all trying to navigate it. But I'm telling you right now that the day is coming when the reality of the kingdom will outweigh the realities of the world. And this is when the church is activated. This is when the spiritual realm is activated. The people of God will be fed by the spirit when it's darkest in the world. This is why I'm not a believer in a rapture to heaven during a tribulation time. The tribulation time is when the people arise and shine. So arise and shine, people of God. Arise and shine. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. In this day, in this hour, don't forget the scriptures of how Yeshua touched the leper when the law said not to. Don't forget, people of God, when a plague came to Israel in the Torah, Aaron, the priest, took a censer and ran into the plague and it says he stood between the living and the dead. And the plague was stopped. Are we not a kingdom of priests? Tribulation, as the world is seeing right now, is the activation time for the spirit of God. Churches are closing. 
the day is coming when spiritual hospitals will remain open. We know hospitals remain open, right? The hospitals ain't closing. The physical hospitals ain't closing. Susie knows it firsthand. The hospitals aren't closing. But the spiritual hospitals are. The time is coming when the spiritual hospitals will remain available for the broken people who are scared, who need a hand put on them, who are sick, who are scared. When, when Rabbi Peter and I were in Haiti, we laid hands on many people, potentially with AIDS, definitely with open sores, and we didn't get any sickness, except for a little gastrointestinal unpleasantries. But that was after we came home. So I remind you, people of God, that when the world gets dark, we rise up. We rise up. We rise up. Praise the name of the Lord. So that's the word I have for you. From now until the end of service, I want to do something that is in the Torah and we read it. The beautiful thing about the Torah is that it's spiritual. The laws in the Torah are spiritual things. It is the connection between the flesh, the physical, and the spiritual. When things are done, in the natural, things are done in the spirit. So today we're going to do something in the natural and pray that it's activated in the spirit. It says in Exodus 30 in our Torah portion, let me read it to you. This is from our Torah portion, Kitisa. So this is Exodus 30, and it starts in verse 11. Then Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, When you tally the sum of the children of Israel, in other translations, when you take a census of the people, by numbering them. Isn't it interesting, just on Thursday, I got the letter from the government for the 2020 census. Isn't it interesting that in this Torah portion, when the census is taken, we got our letters about the census. Every man must pay a ransom for his soul to Adonai when you count them. So no plague will fall 
upon them. What is God saying? And we see this later with King David. King David took a census of the people. He counted the people, and the prophet said, you should not be doing that, but he did it anyway. And judgment came upon them, and a plague happened. This is later on in the Bible with King David. This is Exodus 30, verse 11, starting. So no plague. In other words, when you take a census, this is what the people should do. When you count the people, this is what you need to do. Everyone among them who crosses over must give a half a shekel according to the sanctuary shekel, which is 20 geras, half a shekel as an offering to Adonai. A biblical half shekel, as far as our research can go, research goes, is about five dollars today. Everyone who crosses over who is counted from twenty years old and upward is to give the offering. Everyone. Listen, the rich are not to give more, and the poor are not to give less than the half shekel when they present the offering of Adonai to make atonement for your souls. You are to take the atonement money from the children of Israel and give it for the service of the tent of meeting so it may be a memorial for the children of Israel before the Lord to make atonement for your souls. Let me just summarize what this is saying. When we take a census, when the children of Israel took a census, the children of Israel are not allowed to be counted because God said, there will be so many sons and daughters that you can't be counted. That's why they weren't allowed to count. So instead of counting heads, each one gave a half shekel offering. And it was the same whether you were rich, whether you were poor, whether you were unemployed, or whether you were an owner of a big company. The same half shekel was given. And if this offering wasn't given, a plague happened during the census. What we are going to do today is we are going to take up a half shekel offering. The rich and the poor will not give any more or any less. And we are going to do it. Everyone here is going to give $5. If you don't have $5, I know there's somebody here with 10. I know it. If you can't afford the $5 and just can't do it, I know there's somebody here with 10. A half a shekel. A half a shekel is $5. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. A full shekel is about $10. A half a shekel is about $5. And let's give this offering in a spirit of intercession for our state, for our country, for this world. Things are kind of, it's very interesting how it's converging. A plague, a census being taken. So perhaps Adonai will receive this. We might be the only congregation that's doing this. I have never heard of it this before. But remember, the Torah is spiritual. When we do things in the Torah in the natural, God activates in the spirit. So let's each take our half shekel, which is $5. If there's anyone here who doesn't have it, well, how do we do this without embarrassing people? 
I, I don't know. Maybe we'll just put some extra somewhere. Yeah, we'll put some extra over there. We'll put some extra $5 over there, bills over there, or whatever we have. So God, today, in a simple act of obedience, in a simple act of faith, and considering the convergence of things that's happening in this world, that in our Torah portion, it speaks about a plague, and it speaks about avoiding the plague by giving a half-shekel offering during a census, which is happening today. Lord, we today, in this little body, give our half-shekel offering each. The rich and the poor will give the same amount. Lord God, and as we do it, we just pray that you pour out your spirit in this land. Lord God, that you do mighty things. That you, Lord, do mighty things that are far greater than what we can do in a medical capacity or anything, Lord God. Father, you are doing great things. When the darkness gets darker, the light of God illuminates so much brighter. And we know that. So today, Lord God, in a simple act of obedience, we come together as one, and we do what the Torah instructs when censuses are given, and we censees are given, and we give a half shekel offering each. So Father, may you receive this and pour out your spirit and pour out your blessing. Amen in Yeshua's name.